In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Tonight, the church places before us the image of the sinful woman who had come to wash Jesus' most sacred feet, to brush them with her hair, to anoint them with the flask of oil. She's described tonight in the prayers as a harlot, a prodigal, polluted, one who had committed sins worthy of tears. The prayers go so far as to describe her as drowning in sins and full of despair on account of her life, since her immoral ways were well known to all. It is she who falls at Jesus' feet, the same feet that Eve heard at dusk in paradise and hid herself for fear, as the prayer of Cassiani expresses it. Yet if this woman had not been restrained at all in sin, neither is her repentance restrained by any barrier. Unlike Eve, she does not hide in fear. Indeed, her boldness and unrestrained repentance, that is to say, her humility and her determination, is the secret to her instantaneous forgiveness. If we can imitate her, we too are given immediate access to the Master, who has come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. What our prayers tonight will call the foul smell of her evil deeds is instantly overpowered by the costly ointment which she expends with all her devotion. The entire room staggers with intoxicating aroma. Her fierce pursuit of sin is replaced by an opposite boldness. She lays hold of the feet of the incarnate Christ God. The shame of her lewd reputation is healed by her unbounded embrace of the pure one. Her self-judgment gives way to the love of God. Her pride and despair are consumed by the flame of mercy from the true light. Brothers and sisters, the hour is late. What is holding us back? As one of the prayers from tonight will say, I have transgressed more than the harlot, O loving Lord, yet never have I offered thee my flowing tears. We often hold ourselves captive in the prison of a cold heart. Secretly or openly, we compare ourselves, we correct our neighbor, we fail to take responsibility. Our thirsty pride feasts on recognition, insisting we're justified by our behavior. We often impart our knowledge or wisdom, quote unquote, to those around us, yet without sensitivity and love. We're just a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. We know we need to change, yet we cannot do so without God's help. Forgive us, O oh God, when we believe 
more in our chains than in the power of your deliverance. The world, too, grips us with fear. It casts great webs of sorrow over everything it touches. Like soot in the flame, it tries to smother the light. Like there's war, there's gratuitous violence. We've just seen more in this country. There's environmental catastrophe, defiling immorality, the inhumanity of politics, the misuse of scientific knowledge. Maybe we ourselves are tempted to a strong resentment of the world, or maybe just an indifference and the impulse to withdraw. Yet God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The world is the arena of God's saving action, and therefore the perfect stadium for us to strive in love and holiness alongside those we find there. For the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So then, like the harlot, let us run to his sacred feet. As the liturgical day of the Lord's betrayal begins this evening, let us not betray Christ, but rather let us betray our own sin and our shame. Let us come to ourselves and say, O Lord my God, what wondrous love is this. After having been washed by you and nourished by you, still I seek out my old ways, far from your fold, starved of your voice, in a barren and unwatered land. I drive you away, I trample on you, yet you welcome me. Our Lord and God in his ardent love speaks to us out of his silent gaze as if to say, you may trample, you may trample. I, more than anyone, know the pain that is in your foot. It was to be trampled on by human beings that I was born into this world. It was to share in human pain that I carry my cross. If this is so, brothers and sisters, let the logjam of passions loosen in our hearts. Let nothing constrain us. We did not come this far to come this far. As the episode of Christ and the sinful woman demonstrates, none of us is so lost that we stand outside the embrace of God's love. Beyond all expectation, Christ declares to us that we are clean, forgiven. All is appointed, all is prepared. With nothing constraining us, let us heed the upward call and in the coming days, ascend with him into the upper room and recline with him at the table of the mystical supper. Lord. May it be so now. Amen.